0: What's going on, Clipper people? It is me, William the Opinion Updike. And I am positively hyped up for Game 5, Charles Montclair, And we're your friendly neighborhood Clippers podcast. Just a couple of best friends and Clipper-credentialed media folks who bring you Locked On Clippers five
1: days a week. We absolutely do. Seven in the morning. It might be jarring. I also realized I just called myself Charles for the first time in a while on this podcast. Oh, Hope we didn't spoil your morning. I don't know this, man. (laughs) Uh, Anyways, we got a
0: heck of a show lined up for you today. We're going to kick things off with Clippers versus Jazz Game 5 preview. let's do it. Let's win. Let's do it. I feel confident about it. It's going to be tough. We're going to talk about what we need to do well, as well as what could go wrong. And this one give you a couple of key matchups to take a look at. And then it's what you say Wednesday. Every single Tuesday, we put a poll out on Twitter. We want to know what you think. This one also game five theme (laughs) is game five. A must win for the Clippers. Uh, We'll dig into what everybody had to say. Uh, Kind of talk about it. And then, in shavings, there's a report from The Athletic that basically Kawhi is not going to opt into his contract, which, of course... What a report! Yes. (laughs) And then, getting the recognition they deserve, Kawhi and PG did both make All-NBA teams. Oh, yeah. So we're going to talk about that. For sure. Uh, All that and more coming up right about now, but first, got to let you know, this episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app from the iOS App Store and find one of our locked-on rooms. Locker Room. Changing the way we talk sports. You are Locked On Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Okay, Clippers Jazz Game 5 preview. It's going down in Salt Lake. Best of three series. We got, hey, we did, the Clippers have done what they had to do, right? Which is gets us to a best of three series. Absolutely. Um, no Kawhi Leonard on the injury report after the kind of the knee scare in I game don't wanna four. I want to think about
0: that. Let's not talk about it anymore.
1: Hey, the Clippers PR tweeted it, not me. Mike Conley, still questionable for the Jazz. What do you think the status is for that? You think he sits out one more? So, can the Jazz, we don't know how hurt Conley is. They say it's a strain. Yeah. We're going to talk about it a bit uh, in this later in the segment, but they need someone who can score in isolation. Other than Donovan Mitchell, who is hobbled right now. That's not a disrespect to Donovan Mitchell. He I just, mean, he's still been getting buckets, though, man. For sure, but having that other person to take the pressure off. All, like Mike Conley can only, you know, maybe Jordan Clarkson, I guess, but he's been kind of figured out by the Clippers defense. They need his ISO scoring.
0: Man, <laughs> this is just an aside for one second. Yeah. Sometimes it seems like Jordan Clarkson can only make the
1: dumbest shots and they watching, always fall. We're watching what opposing fans would watch when Lou Will would have. <laughs> and I don't mean that as a disrespect to Will. These guys are shooters, these are yeah. the shots they hit, but like we talked about it in the preview. If you have a high volume bench shooter like Jordan Clarkson, Sometimes it doesn't work out.
0: Yeah, um, absolutely. So just to circle back to the Conley thing for for one last thing. Yeah, I think since it being the weirdness of a hamstring thing, right? I think that maybe you roll the dice and you hope that you're going to get that win at home. Mm-hmm. You Haven't lost at home yet. If
1: you're the Jazz, That's I true. don't know. Yeah, what do we need to do well in this game, Will?
0: Well, we got to do a lot well. I <laughs> I think the biggest thing that I'm interested in this one because you know. Kawhi and Paul George obviously great. We know what they need to do. We've talked about it for for four games. They've done it for the last two. Mm -hmm. I guess what I'm looking for in this one is like pick your role player. Like who do you want to step up? I think that on top of what we're going to get from Kawhi and Paul George, someone else in the rotation is going to have to come up and I think come up big. Not just like oh, pretty efficient night. I think like I I just I worry that the Jazz are going to shoot the way that they shot in the first two games, mm -hmm. and we're going to need somebody else to come up big. That's a good call. Who are you thinking? So on the board, we have the big dogs. Which okay, is, you have a tiered system. There's a tiered system. So, <laughs> so the big dogs, obviously, Marcus Morris, Nick Batum, Reggie Jackson. Okay. So look. It's a fair I, big I, dogs I think, list. Look, looking at both Morris and Batum... It, you can't deny their impact when they're on the floor, whether they're making shots or not. Right. Uh, Batum <laughs> was plus eleven in Game Four. He went two of eight, <laughs> but he had seven boards, four assists, three steals, and a block. And
1: he plays great defense.
0: And he plays great defense. Mook positive contributor on the floor for the most part. Uh, his shooting is an enigma to me. <laughs> I truly have no idea what to make of it. Yeah, uh, I, I don't think any, I don't think he does. He had twenty four in Game Four first time he cracked 10 points in the entire series. Uh of course. So like I I don't know. I I think offensively offensively to me Mook uh, out of out of these 3 guys is maybe the most likely, but then there's standing right there Reggie Jackson.
1: Another borderline enigma.
0: Whose shooting has been insane. He shot sub 50% only from three, only one time in this series. And it was in that game four where he only took two shots from three. Damn. So, I mean, like defensively and overall impact, uh, you know, Mook and Batum provide a little bit more versatility. But, man, when Reggie gets hot, the man is
1: hot. Yeah. he's. I was talking this with Brian Cullen, and I was like, this is the first. Like, this is now the Clippers are on the side where other fans are like, when the? Did Reggie Jackson turn into Steph Curry? You know what I mean? Like, now we get to enjoy this insane anomaly.
0: Yeah. And then you got the rotation pieces. Uh, so, obviously, Pat Bev, Terrence Mann, Luke Kennard. What do you think? What, what do you think of these rotation guys? Pat Bev Dude. has looked a lot more active. He's looked a little bit
1: better. So, Pat Bev is not going to erupt for a bunch of points.
0: That's the thing. If you're thinking offense step-up-wise... Not your man. Yeah,
1: he's he might be efficient, which is great. But if he's buzzing around like he was defensively, love it. Yeah. Watching those fouls, love that. Terrence man. Overall impact guy. Overall impact guy. His the way he scores kind of limits him to putting up like 20 points, right? Like 20 seems that would be That seems like a lofty goal. Yeah. Luke is the guy of these three who I think is the most likely to do it. But I'm not sure the shots are there. Luke is the
0: guy who can come in and just engineer a swing. <laughs>
1: like, yeah. Yeah. That's a, no, that's a great way to put it. Luke can come in, <laughs> hit two or three threes in like five possessions. And you're like, Oh shit. Okay. Like yeah. now we're cooking with gas a little bit. And man can come in at times and just
0: stop the bleeding. <laughs> like he, like defensively, he can stay in front of guys. Uh, his physicality, he can kind of muck things up and Pat Bev. I mean, we know what Pat Bev can do. Yeah. Um, so, I don't, who, who's your pick? Who are you picking from big dogs? Who's your rotation guy who needs to step up?
1: So, it has to be Marcus Morris. And I'm saying that because this kind of goes uh, into one of the key matches with this what he said about Utah. He has to shoot well after what he said about Utah. Yeah. You can't go into Utah and put up one of 11 from three yeah. after you said that no one wants to be there. Um, <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I, at the Do you very think he minimum. At the very minimum, he has to be over 40% on threes. That's base-level successful night for Mook in this game. That would be nuts. It would be great. It's either going to be above 40 or well below, as much (laughs) as we know. And then for for the rotation pieces, I think it's Man. actually. Yeah. I think Man comes in, snags a couple of scrappy offensive rebounds, has one of those possessions where he just kind of runs up the court and no one checks him. He does that crazy, like, weird reverse like layup like wrong side of the thing yeah i I, yeah i think it's mook in in uh in man
0: i'm i'm in agreement i'm gonna say batum and man i think that uh just batum's overall impact is insane uh i think they should play him 40 in this one but if he's hitting those open shots like if he hits they they let they run that like they run that little open corner batum play yeah and that's usually his first attempt. And if right. that one goes,
1: <laughs> it's on. I think it's on. You're ready to go. All right, that's fair. Um, man, this, this so kind of your, to that Batum bucket, the Clippers need to come out punching, swinging, Whatever metaphor you want to use. Whatever you want to call it. Whatever you want to call it, you can't dig their heels in, whatever. Game four was the perfect example of what needs to happen in game five. Yes, absolutely. Kawhi took nine field goal attempts in the first quarter of game four. More of that. Give me more of that. Uh, PG took four and Mook took five. I I guess PG had five and Mook had four, but this is where we need to be. Yeah. It needs to be these three guys taking the most shots in the first quarter. They yeah. scored all our points in the first quarter. That's in, it's insane. Um, so that's what I'm looking for. What could go wrong?
0: Uh so for me, like, there's not a necessarily a glaring thing. I think it's like we lose another close game on the margins. Uh, yeah. That, that. I mean, yeah. Both of these teams have been real, like really solid. You know, there's just little things like the Clippers have a slight edge over the Jazz in effective field goal percentage over the entire series. Jazz have an e- e- have the edge in like defensive rebounding percentage. Clippers have given up less points off turnovers than the Jazz, um, and we've offensive rebounded the ball a little bit better, uh, our second chance points. So it's just like. You just can't lose all three you know it's like <laughs> yes. yeah it's like pick your poison uh so it, and, and these could be really marginal you know like i think us shooting 39 from the floor and them shooting 41 i mean that's enough to just tilt the to tilt the scales in their way right right that's how close these games have been oh, um so have, i think they
1: have been close
0: yeah so i think just like avoiding you just got to avoid the turnovers. Uh, I think something that we haven't touched on yet is that the rotations are more solid now than they were the first two games in Utah. Um, you know, there was, the, you know, we ran, what, 11 man eleven men in that game one, uh, trying to get guys some rest. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think that everything is a little bit more solidified, uh, which makes me feel good about, you know, eking out the win in a game five, but Mm -hmm. yeah, it's just those margin things, man. You got to avoid shooting yourself in the foot. (laughs) Like they have to execute at a very high level for
1: 48 minutes. Yeah. And this goes into my two things, which is the defense starts to help a bit too much. Yeah. The two games at Staples, huge improvement in kind of the most important field for the clips, which was defensive intensity. Yeah. And kind of understanding the situation. If colony can come back, they'll have someone else who can score in isolation. Um, and, like, when the Clippers defense looks like it does in game four, the Jazz don't have a lot of quality options. Yeah. They just don't. But game four was, and I don't think this is hyperbolic, the best that the Clippers defense has looked all year. They're, for stretches, yeah. Right? Yeah. So they have to do that again. Yes. In game five. And this goes into my other point in front of a home crowd that is now even more upset that Marcus Morris exists <laughs> after his comments. Um, their fatigue, the Jazz fatigue, which is. A surprising development in this series, I think. It really just popped its head up in that game four, yeah. I feel like. is going to be erased by this home crowd. Oh, yeah. And I'm really hoping we target Mitchell early on defense, and often, and I'm I'm just hoping the pace doesn't get a little too, you know, frenetic. Yeah. Or frantic for the Clippers. Let's get into these key matchups. I already talked about Marcus Morris. We're backing up the Utah comments. Ty Lue versus Quinn Snyder. I like it. Both teams know what the other team's throwing at them. Yeah. We know what's up. Sometimes it gets dumbed down, like Ty Lue talked about in the Dallas series, where you're like, you're trying to find mismatches. Mm -hmm. Do we think either of these guys has any tiny wrinkle to be exploited in game five? Not a giant chance. We're not going to see anything crazy.
0: I mean, unless Conley comes in, I don't really know. I I don't really know. But uh, like the same thing from Ty. I feel like like what I said earlier, like, our rotations are pretty solidified. You yeah. Know, Shout mic- out to Tyloo for figuring micro out. micro adjusting of minutes and and stuff like that. Um,
1: yeah, I it's gonna be I don't know it's gonna be an interesting coaching battle for sure. And then finally, Kawhi and Paul George versus this insane streak of play. Whew! they great. They have each scored twenty or more points in the first eleven games of these playoffs. They really, are just it's already
0: been eleven games. No,
1: every day is a blur. And just as an aside, I. I feel like my brain is just mush. I've
0: aged five years. My brain
1: is basketball <laughs> and then like 20% my actual job. So <laughs> things aren't going well over in the Mochler household. Um, they're just the third duo in NBA history to do that besides Shaq and Kobe and Jerry West and Elgin Baylor. Wow. So can they do it again for a 12th game in a row? And can they maybe make it like 25 or more? I mean, that would be great. Right? Um, what's your prediction? Real quick.
0: I have so much confidence.
1: I, these like <laughs> that's
0: not that doesn't feel good. These first two like these the first two games that we lost like we didn't execute well.
1: We had kind of a shitty game plan. At, we could at, have just played points. our segment from the Dallas series right now.
0: And <laughs> I honestly feel like this is a this is. The Clippers' best time to sort of strike while the iron is hot. We have to.
1: Uh, We're going to talk about it in the next segment, but I would say I'm delusionally excited. Yeah. I feel like I'm like, I've had a fever. (laughs) Yes. No, that's what it feels like. It's like a fever dream. And I'm just like, oh, there's more basketball. Let's do it. Like, I'm excited. Uh, Let's go clip. Let's get that dub. Let's do it. Let's quiet those those jazz heads down. Uh, Coming up, we're going to be talking uh, game five if Clippers fans think it's a must win. But first, we talked about it off top we got to give a shout-out to the Locker Room app. It is one of the only live audio-only sports talk platforms. It is free to download and use. You can maybe talk to us, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. I like watching local city council debates on the Locker Room app. Get a whole bunch of conversations going. Locker Room is a free audio-only social media platform for sports fans. Start or join ongoing conversations, watch games together, react to the biggest news, rumors, and scores. Join in on conversations with the whole Locked On network and have a chance to be featured on podcasts. That's fun. All you need to do is download the Locker Room app free in the iOS App Store, create a profile, link your Twitter so they know that you're not a weirdo, and join the group. Follow at Locked On NBA to be notified when the rooms go live. Come with your spiciest takes. Okay,
0: so we're back with what you say Wednesday, and we can't escape it. We're talking more. No, we game can't escape five. It. Uh, so- I'm bathing in Game Five right now. <laughs> so we wanted to know for y'all out there do you consider game 5 a must win game for the clippers simple
1: poll answer yes or no <laughs> <laughs> uh overwhelmingly yes 87% yes 13% no couldn't agree more with the masses on this one
0: yeah i just ah oh man i don't we, it's not impossible obviously to pull out like a, a a seven game win but absolutely not if you've yet to win <clears throat> on the away team's floor. I I don't know. That game seven seems a little difficult to me.
1: That is very fair. Uh, There was some input from some Clippers fans. Um, Arc818 said, Conley drastically changes this series, so any game without him or where he's not at full strength is a must win. They also added, Ty putting Reggie on Conley is going to be a disaster, so we need to bank these wins and keep the momentum going. Not sure where he's getting that Ty would stick Reggie Jackson on Mike Conley.
0: I mean, a lot of times teams seem to get the switches that they want. You know
1: what? Very (laughs) fair point. Is this your burner? Um, This is a great point, and I think a lot of Clippers fans were bummed when we lost the first two games without Mike Conley. Yeah. Because we were – Mike Conley, if you're a longtime Clippers fan, you know all about him. Yeah. And he's kind of like an – like if he's questionable, you're like he's definitely coming back, and he's definitely scoring 56 points. (laughs) Remember, Was it two seasons ago or last season when he went like – like, 8 for 10 from 3 in his return from injury or something like that? Yeah, it was something Um So the Conley point is legit, and they got to get the win. Nick Prophet says, I went for no. I could only consider it a must-win if we knew Conley was out, but definitely going to be back for game 6 and 7. I'm sure many cardiologists around L.A. and abroad for us Zero fans would disagree, though. <laughs> so... I like this no vote. It's literally one of the very few people who even commented why they're voting no. Yeah. Um, I just still can't see it, though. I don't know why you not saying that you want to go back for a Game 7 in Utah. But I don't know why making that not even an option is less attractive than, yeah, maybe we have to play a Game 7 in Utah.
0: Well, so I'm, I'm in the kind of interested in it. seems like a lot of people's decision for yes or no kind of rests on the Conley thing.
1: Big, um, lin- Yeah, 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 yeah. Big kind of pivot point for a lot of these people.
0: Yeah, and I feel like, I don't know, the role players shooting and the role of that Utah crowd has also been massive. And are we 100% sure that taking the ball out of Donovan Mitchell's hands for possessions doesn't favor the Clippers? That's a good call. Conley does not have the explosiveness of a Donovan Mitchell. Especially
1: if he's coming off
0: yeah. the old hammy. But, uh, so for me, the Conley thing is a little irrelevant, I guess. It's not not irrelevant, but it's like, to to me, the Conley thing doesn't necessarily tip the series. What tips the series for me is trying to have to win a game seven in a hostile environment. In Utah. Where the role players have all shot insane, where they've come up big with huge leads early, and the Clippers have had to dig themselves out.
1: Right, and then they have to do it again in game seven. Yeah. That's a good call. I like that. Um, Trent Maddox at drunken underscore Trent says, must strike while the iron is hot. Keep Mitchell on his heels. Play physically. Maximum effort. Maximum pressure. A Game 7 crowd in Utah will be mental. He capitalized that word. Don't give them that chance. Yeah. That's my thing. Don't even, like, they got to come out swinging in this Game 5. You got to smell blood
0: in the water, proverbially.
1: Yes, you absolutely do. Um, I'm tense for this one. Um, Yeti Moose said every single person answering yes to this poll would change their tune if we lost Game 5 to go on win game six and face a game seven yeah, yeah. i
0: mean that's like a different set of circumstances yeah that yeah. hindsight's 2020 man
1: yeah like sure <laughs> of course i'm gonna say that we're still in this thing if
0: we don't win this but i would consider this
1: th- i don't know this one to me is this the most important most important game of the Clippers' season it could be man as of this now that so that's a fluid statement as of right now it absolutely is i'm surprised no one mentioned the age Of the Yeti Moose? Oh.
0: (laughs) It's like, that's how old he is. As (laughs) like a factor in not wanting to go
1: to a Game 7. No one seems to care. Gotcha. Which is, I've kind of forgotten how old the Clippers are. Yeah. Because it's been kind of like, the Clippers kind of went from like, all right, we have Shea, who's young. And then like, no one else who was really that young. Like, Trez was kind of young. Yeah. But then we still had Lou. And like Gallo, and but now we're fully in the world. Terrence Mann is 24. Like, our one of our best young players is 24, which in the NBA is 60. Yeah, <laughs> not 60. Um,
0: so I, I mean, and I don't know, like, it, it starts to get dangerous too in a game seven with what you have one day of rest before yeah. the Western Conference finals. Yeah, and the Suns have
1: a week. Yeah. Fun thing that I like to think about is... So, say we go into into Utah, the Beehive State, and we just smoke them out. For all my apiars out there, you smoke to get the bees out. Um, the Jazz have to come back to a fully packed Staples Center. Yeah. Which announced, the day we're recording this on the 15th, that it will be at full capacity.
0: That's... I mean, that's so, great. So,
1: the Jazz are now having to adjust pretty hard. Mm-hmm. to playing in a what I'm assuming is going to be very hyped up staple center crowd
0: I mean that's the other thing too right like I would like the opportunity to not just have to tie it up but to close this one out on our home court yeah in front of the rabid the fans Las deserve it fans. the i mean the guys deserve it the players you know yeah
1: close it out at home that'd get be, that extra day that'd of rest be sick I was talking to a fan at the game on, when was that, yesterday? Man, my brain is mush. Um, She was telling me that an usher was telling them to quiet down. Oh, wow. Which, if you're a Staples Center usher and you're listening to this, and you see one of your colleagues telling people to quiet down, do us a favor and say, hey, man, I think they're cool. Yeah. Let them cheer. It's a basketball game. You can tell by the lights. It's playoffs. You can tell by the lights. It's playoffs. (laughs) It's playoffs. It's not a preseason game. One time I yelled so loud at Andrew Wiggins during a preseason game. It was a free throw and there's no one in the crowd. You and me, you were there. Uh, I was there. It was. You're a yeller at games in general. I was embarrassed if I'm being honest because he kind of turned and it was like, oh, it was that guy. There's like 19 people in the crowd. That was also the game where Trez gave the the Timberwolves bench the finger guns after he scored. Good times. Um, Clipper Nation, I think you're absolutely right on this one. Um, This is a must win. I'm so excited for this game. Um, Coming up, we're going to be talking a quote-unquote report from a publication known as The Athletic about Kawhi Leonard and then honoring our guys PG and Kawhi. But first, Will, if I'm working out and I need a snack... Should I eat potato chips? What should I eat?
0: No, if you need sustenance
1: for I've been your, eating potato chips.
0: If you need sustenance for working out or just protein for your body in general, you gotta <laughs> check out Bilt Bar. Look, Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the market, and the new and improved Built Bar is even more delicious than before. It comes in 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors for those with allergies. The six new flavors include caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. Ooh, yummy. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. But what makes Built Bars so great is that they're healthy. They're great for the health-conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. They're great for the keto diet. Check out this flavor profile, a little (laughs) little something called coconut almond. 18 grams protein, 180 calories, 5 grams sugar, 5 grams net carbs, all the good highs, all the good lows. And right now we have a very special offer for our listeners. For a limited time, you can get a free cooler with purchase. This is only while supplies last. So you're gonna wanna get on it. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at
1: BuiltBar.com. And now that you're all fueled up, bet on it. Bet on whatever you want. And where you should bet on stuff is bet online. It is the fastest and easiest way bet on all your sports action. Football is definitely over, but it's coming back pretty soon. Uh, The WNBA is going. The NBA betting is at an all-time high right now. And the NHL. Throw some money on it. Throw some money on the Euros, too. Get in that international money. Um, BetOnline has you covered for all the news scores and odds. It's the best way to place your bet. And it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus uh, on your first deposit. Use promo code LOCKEDON. That's all capital letters, one word. For your fifty percent welcome bonus, bet online. Your online sportsbook experts. Okay, so we're back with shavings. Uh, why don't you tell us about this report from the Athletic? Okay, so a report from the Athletic says that there is "quote unquote" no way Kawhi Leonard opts into the last year of his contract for just thirty-six million dollars. Yeah. Which, yeah. He kind of effectively said this before the... Kawhi himself kind of said this before the season started. Yeah. I was like, we're going to see what happens. Like, this makes a bunch of sense. And if you are, like, freaking out about this, which you might have if you're a Clippers fan, it's just fine.
0: Yeah. This was always the plan. He can get that, like, 10-year super, super there's max like, extension.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so there's some weird stuff. So, like, if he wants to stay with the Clippers, um, like... Just opt out and then they'll sign him to a big ass deal. Or if he wants to run it back and kind of keep things like, you know, a little malleable, just opt out and get a one plus one. Yeah. Which of these would you prefer Kawhi to take? The one plus one or the long term deal? As a fan.
0: Just kind of after seeing what happens to teams with the LeBron thing, and this is no disrespect to LeBron, but like you're really kind of. You're just not in a good place to to have any sort of future as a team.
1: There's like cap uncertainty.
0: Yeah, there's just there, there's a lot of uncertainty going on there, um, and maybe that's what he wants. I don't know. I, I would think <laughs> Kawhi's for, like I want financial chaos. <laughs> I I would just think I would think that you would opt for the longer term deal, um, just given some of the history, the injury history, which you know LeBron never really had. So true. Uh, the one plus one thing. I would not be psyched on, but hey, you know, whatever Kawhi wants, I guess, is what Kawhi gets right now. Yeah,
1: and if he's staying with the Clippers, I'm kind of happy either way. Um, The long-term deal, here's where kind of like, here's where I'm at with this. If I think he loves being home slash in San Diego, um, I think that's definitely, I think that's one of probably the biggest reasons why he came here. Definitely. I don't think it was to like bring the Clippers a championship necessarily. Obviously, he wants to win a championship, but I don't think there wasn't there wasn't any inherent like I'm going to do it with the Clips. Um, I think if he's really like if he likes being home, it wouldn't surprise if he just took the extension. Yeah, and I would want the extension just so you're talking about the super like the five year the ultra yeah, yeah super duper Kamea whatever Max Max. Or whatever yeah. it's called. Um, he's locked in. You just know what the what the books like all right so we got these two max spots him and pg are locked up for a very long time and it would just be so much better to have those two locked up when they're in the tail ends of their career than just one guy locked up in the tail end of his career you know what i mean like tail prime i would say tail prime fair so the tail prime of these two guys is probably a lot more fun to watch than just one of them no disrespect to either, which would be paul george i guess in this scenario um But yeah, I I hope it's the long-term extension. Um, Give him all the money. Give him as much money as you can for as many years. I hope he stays.
0: 100%. The
1: one plus one, I'd be like, this kind of sucks.
0: I feel like also, like, there's a little bit of a cachet when uh free agents and, and I'm not talking about like necessarily top tier guys, but let's say like your Nick Batum's and your Reggie Jacksons, when they're you dis- said not
1: you said not top tier. <laughs> you,
0: you know <laughs> no, I know I what you're saying. I, I mean I mean like
1: these You think con- Reggie's not getting the max? <laughs> I'm thinking I mean
0: like these contracts that like guys who kind of have flown under the radar. The championship
1: filler elite player kind of you know what i I know what you're saying i'm saying
0: superstars who are flying under the radar right okay there's a little bit more i feel like cachet with the team that's guaranteed to have two superstars you know what i mean yeah you you got the
1: juice if you're like dude we already have Kawhi and pg do you want to come hang or what yeah (laughs) you look at it for four years we have both these guys and like Like,
0: maybe you're willing to take a little less money because you know who these guys are and you know what they're
1: capable of yeah i mean look at you know this is a kind of an extreme example you look at blake yeah like i'll pay for i'll pay for concessions or whatever he's getting paid in Brooklyn. Like, yeah, that's a good point. That gives the team a lot more juice with free agents. And it's nice that we've just shown we can get free agents. Yeah. We got Kawhi and PG. For sure. Um, But uh, we'll all deal with the saga at some point. Can't think about that. Too much stress with playoff basketball right now. Um, Finally, Kawhi and Paul George made some all-NBA teams. you love to see it. Kawhi named to the first team. No debate there. No. Paul George to the third. I think he should have been second. Yeah. Not first, but second. Yeah.
0: I think he I think that's fair. But he is an all NBA talent. Of course.
1: Top twenty scorer in the league. Clippers were the only team to have two players on um the all NBA squads.
0: That says a lot, man. Like it blows my mind. It's I mean, and last year, due to like some of the injury stuff, right. Didn't did either of them get the nod? I think Kawhi did. Kawhi did. I can't remember. I, NBA is very important to me, as you can tell.
1: <laughs> all NBA. Well, last year was 70 years ago.
0: Yeah, yeah. I really cannot remember that far back. But I you know, we've it's what we've always known, right? Like the top tier talent yeah. is here. I feel as though all the glue guys are here. Like it's, it's
1: time is now. The roster. Yeah, all the roster pieces. Like let's win game five. Let's just put it together. Let's, let's do this let's thing. Let's win game five. Uh Thursday's episode. Recap of Clippers vs. Jazz Game Five. I'm excited. Thursday, Thursday, Game Six edition. Because no matter what happens, we're going to want to see some improvements. And of course, whatever else happens between now and then in Clipperland. Thank you all so much for listening. Just want just just a giant thank you to everyone who's listening. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Where can these people tell their friends to listen to us? You can check us out on iTunes or the podcast
0: app. We're also on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on Deezer. We're on Amazon Music. You can always tell your smart speaker to play on Clippers. It works. Yeah, Chuck already said it, but thank you so much
1: for listening. We really appreciate it. We need you. I have been, and the Clippers need you. So if you're going to game six, get hyped up. We'll remind you of that uh, on the next episode. I have been positive, Chuck Mockler. And I am William the Opinion Updike. We appreciate you.